up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. Niggas yeah, is going on Grand Pulse. Because <laughs> what the hell Good. is he talking? Because I don't understand. One, I don't understand why the, the local media keeps has been talking about these guys' contracts mm-hmm. for like the last two. You're not gonna pay them all. You're not gonna pay them all. Like this is not a thing that we should be even caring about. Can this nigga get through the season healthy before we even start discussing contracts? Like that's the shit that I don't understand. Is this talk about? 2024 rosters. Mm-hmm. As if that shit is rough. This is the NFL. Fucking three years from now. <laughs> like, you know how long? What the fuck did our <laughs> roster look like three years ago? Thank you. Thank right. You. Motherfuckers was, was gassing up Chris Baker and shit. Right. Gassing up Chris Neal, poking a punisher. Damn, Chris Neal, <laughs> name drop. <laughs> yeah, now y'all, y'all, y'all. Splitting hairs, man. Like, this is a great problem to have. These three great defensive interior linemen. One of them might not get paid. They all might get paid. How about this? It's a controversial take. Y'all shut the fuck up and let it play out. How about that? Right. Let it play out. And also, if they want to keep paying, we can keep them. It's not like, yes. It's not like we have some $40 million QB sucking up cap space and but, some super overpaid receiver. But everybody's a fucking transaction GM out here, man. Dog, that was in my response to Grant. I said, we're not paying a high-priced quarterback or a left tackle or top five pay for a corner. So what are you talking about? Right. There's money right. there. Cliff, tell them about the, the salary cap. How about the skyrocket? Go, please. You go from what? 180, 180 this year, next year, 208. So 2022, oh. the cap is 208, mm-hmm. which means 2023. Yes. We're talking. Buku bucks. Probably yeah. 220-225. Also, you could pretty much swap landing. Co- that is basically landing Thank Collins' you. contract. Or it might be sheriff's money, for all we know. Right, right. So it's like, why are, why are you people always trying to get rid of good players? There's no way they're going to be able to follow them. What are they thinking? Also, my thing is, like, you and Lyon, both of them can play at the same time, so why can't you pay both of them? Mm-hmm. Right. Plus, Payne's franchise tag, or not franchise tag, his fifth-year option was considerably lower than... um. Mm-hmm. John Allen, I, I'll be honest, I don't know how that shit works. I don't know if he slotted in like a nose tackle position or what, but I don't think Payne's going to cost what John Allen was costing us. But, I mean, obviously, we'll worry about that in 2023. Right. And if and if it happens to be that Payne plays so well that we got to pay him a ton, then that's what the fuck it so is. Then. That's, like, it, my thing with this shit is these motherfuckers always bitch about our first-round picks. Then when we get first-round picks who are good, it's like, well, we can't sign them all. Shut the fuck up. I'm so straight up. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I remember when we had a Rackpo in characters. Like, well, you can't sign them both. You can't sign them both. Only the reason a Rackpo wasn't here is because he kept getting hurt. Yep. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. DC Media Boy. Should we talk about the deal? Uh, four for 72? Four for 72. Mm-hmm. They get him $10 million for next year on the salary, on the fifth year option, I believe. And then the extension kicks in. Uh, Corey, I know you said that was a little bit high at first blush, but like Cliff said, salary cap finna go up. This is gonna be considered a deal in a couple of years. I don't think it 
inhibits you from signing anybody down the line. It's not a crazy amount of money for Jonathan Allen. What do y'all think? I did say it was high, but you know me. I'm a John Allen guy, so I wanted to keep him. <laughs> I ain't going to look at it as, like, that's a bad signing. Um, I'm glad we kept him, man. Homegrown, like, local guy. Back in 2017, remember the issues when he was coming out? They were talking about shoulder this, should you draft him high, da-da-da-da, and then he happened to fall to us in the slot that he did. Like, he's become a leader on the team. He's literally – he should be the captain of the team, the number one captain, I should say. He's everything you want as far as your leader is concerned, man. He's, he's produced, like – it's, it's well-deserved, and I'm just glad we were actually able to keep our own. So for all the bullshit people saying, can they keep these players, out of the I'm glad the team finally stepped up and, you know, got something done prior to the season before he hit free agency. Because if he had hit free agency next year, for all we know, we could have been in a situation where I had to franchise tag him like Sheriff and Kirk and all that shit go down that lane. So, I mean, it's a good deal, man. And like you said, you signing him now, that contract's going to look a lot better than what it will two years from now. So I'm all for it. I'm glad we got it done. Yeah, Corey, I'm glad you said that about him being a leader, he might be the Ron Rivera guy. Like, there mm-hmm. might not be a player on the team that more embodies what Ron Rivera is trying to build here than Jonathan Allen. How many times we sitting in your basement screaming, put the C on his chest? Come on, man. Put, put the C on the man's chest. Mm-hmm. Look, let me ask you this question. Who do, who do y'all think is a better player? Um, John Allen or Larry Williams? Mm. <sighs> Tough. I mean, damn. Tough. Mind I you, mean, they're both great players, though, Cliff. But mind you, John Allen, Leonard Williams just got three for 63, 45 mil guaranteed, right? This is after basically being a one-year player. Because last year was the first year they exploded on That's the his first year. His first year balling was last yeah. year. We just gave Allen probably a very similar deal, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's probably when the numbers come out, the number, it will probably be along the same line. So it's like, what is there that be tripping off of good players get paid my shit about this fucking league is that every time good players get a contract people can't wait to say people are are players overpaid we see this shit every fucking offseason free agency starts top player gets signed like oh why would you give them that much it's like dog y'all so y'all want these guys to be having contracts that aren't guaranteed right you want them Every time they get a, every time someone gets a deal, everybody bitches about how much it's for before we even get the details. Always. And then you add to the fact that when some, how many players when they sign a four year deal actually make it through the four years? Right. Man, line up and, and snap the damn ball tomorrow, man. I don't give a shit about these contracts. It's 2021. I'm trying to win this season. Like Riverboat says, be where your feet are. Live in the now. We're not worried about 2023, yeah. 2020. Like, we here now, so. But it's a great deal, man. People just yeah. need to chill. Shit. Like we said, it's going to look a lot better in two years from now. John Allen, 2018 and 2019, was sixth, tied for sixth. And sacks from an interior defensive lineman with 14 in 2020. He was eighth overall in pass rush win rate. Mm. Man's He's a dog. The dog. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody should be complaining about this. Leader of your and- team. The dog, you kept him. Let's go. Now yeah. is he a dog? He's probably one of the more underrated players in the league. Mm-hmm. Cliff, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, you probably have two of the most underrated players in the NFL, him and Terry, on your squad. John mm-hmm. Allen just gets no love from real, like, casual fans. But this man is he everything and more. Like, don't get it twisted. You know, talking out his ass, he just blue collar. Come to work, get the job done. Like, he's mm-hmm. on business. So... You know, hey, 
he stood in that locker room, I think it was two years ago when mm-hmm. Gruden was leading like a well, four and 10 team. And he was like, don't be a fan later. Mm-hmm. Don't be a fan later. Mm-hmm. Grew up down the street, raised up the block, man. He's not going nowhere. He want to be here. Straight up. So put the seat on his <laughs> day on Shasta. Let's go. That's rock. Shit. I think it's real fucking how much people count. They always check into NFL players' pockets, man. All the time. That shit really annoys me, man. Because this nigga's getting paid like Eric Bledsoe out here and people bitching. <laughs> it's not like, like, their NBA niggas making money that's like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, an NFL player can ball. It'd be a well deserved deal. Mm-hmm. Every fan still complain. Too much. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, thirty million dollar signing bonus. I hope you buy yourself. That nigga probably drive F four fifties and shit. Yeah, I, like was, that I was just gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like his type of thing. Go get yourself. A, you know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't really know the newest trucks that came that that come out. I'm not a trunk guy, but I he seemed like a truck guy to me. <laughs> This nigga Jonathan Allen 100% has a chicken coop at his residence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Rodgers real quick, man. We can't let us slide to talk about Rodgers. So everybody's been wondering, obviously, if he's going to come back. Uh, I don't have the details of the story right now, but it looks like they're sending up the last dance. Rodgers in Green Bay after this year, he's finna walk, right? Mm-hmm. I think they said that he has three years left on his deal, but they're reducing it to two and pretty much his future is in his own hands after this coming season, which kind of mm-hmm. means I, I think that, you know, please just give us another chance. Give us a chance. Give us a chance. And then come on back next fall if you want. But if not, he's hit the open market. So I hate to make it about us, but that's got to be the target, right? For Aaron Rodgers in 2022? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, when I saw that shit, I, was, I knew we was going to talk about it, though. But hey, man. <laughs> Obviously, we got to get through this year first, and we'll deal with that in twenty two. But I, you, it's very rare that type of player becomes a free agent, and I think we we will be one of the few teams that will be set up, and will possibly intrigue a Rod on coming here. So, hey, we let's see. We gonna find out. Plus, it'd be wow. a great situation. You won't have to give up no draft picks. Like, if he's a free agent, you could just sign. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it'd be a high dollar, but who gives a fuck? It's Aaron Rodgers. So. I mean, I'm not sure that he'll be a free agent, but I think they'll they'll oblige his trade offer or his trade request come next year if he says, nah, I'm out. Oh, so I thought he had an opt-out after this year. Okay, so they can still No, 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 no. It's a two-year deal. No, but still, I don't give a shit. I'll trade them whatever. It's A-Rod. Come on. Hey, man. Look, I think the season's a long-ass time. Let's see where their season goes. I, I, that's what I'm curious to see. Because what happens if Green Bay does not start the season well? Every year, there's a team. There are teams every year that are supposed to – because we, the Packers have now been in, what, two straight NFC title games, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're considered the second-best team in the conference by a sizable margin. Well, what if they have an injury year? And they go 7-9. and 7-10. Seven and Because the thing about – well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about the league in general, right? This mm-hmm. is a team that's heavily reliant on on Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Yep. What if Devontae's hurt? Gosh. He goes downhill. Because I think it's a little cr- wild that all the fuckery he did in the offseason mm-hmm. only to show up to camp on time. That, that's strange to me. 
All right. So are you saying let's see what happens after the season in terms of Rodgers might change his mind or the Packers might say, no, nah, we're, we're not honoring this trade agreement from last summer. What are you saying? I mean, I'm saying a year ago at this time, the idea that Rodgers, that this Packers would be in a situation with Rodgers a year ago at this time would have been preposterous to us. Yep. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, I got to see, I got to let this season play out. They, for all we know, they can win a bowl and he goes nowhere. Right? I was going to go to a Super Bowl and he goes nowhere. Now, what if they win the damn bowl? He ain't going nowhere. Shit. I mean, I don't know about that. Rodgers don't really strike me the type of person that would like let that change his mind because I feel like Rodgers has been, I, I don't want to say a me guy because I feel like we're all trained to believe that if you're against this team or against a franchise, you're a me guy. But Rodgers genuinely don't give a shit about nobody in Green Bay's feelings, I feel. Yeah, but you know what? He did what everybody else did. Like, so I, I thought the same thing you right as you, Paul. But here he is about to show up to camp. Mm-hmm. After all that shit he talked. I mean, he must not have got the Jeopardy kid. <laughs> oh shit! Like, 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 he here he is. Like all the shit he did in the off season, man. Mm-hmm. He was like he was playing dirty. I mean, just last week they was talking about he's going to possibly retire, and now we right. They and they who, and who do you think put that story out there? Of course Aaron he did. Rogers, right? <laughs> who put the story out there about oh I turned down this the extension that it may be the highest paid QB in the league? Rogers mm-hmm. openly shitting on the GM. Mm-hmm. And you just stroll back in? <laughs> All right. Apparently, the fans were fired the GM at their open practice today when it was like silence or some shit. Because I guess the Packers had their first open training camp practice, and their whole front office went to the front to speak on the mic or something. When it was pure silence, somebody was like, "Shut up, Murphy! Fire the GM!" or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> now I just think it's <laughs> funny he carried it this way, yeah. but you didn't carry through with it, right? Right, like you did all of that, and here you are about to show up to camp. You kind of acting like a sucker right now. Mm-hmm. Like, in my personal opinion, this is my, and that's my guy, Aaron Rodgers. But you did all this shit just to show up. This has been a long summer for a long spring and summer for Rodgers, man. And I feel like this has been a couple years coming. I feel like there's been whispers about Rodgers mm-hmm. wanting out of Green Bay for a couple years now. It's not the first summer this has happened. Mm-hmm. Anyway, shout out to Lavar Burton. Watch Jeopardy tonight. Uh, <laughs> you know damn well I'm gonna be my man Kunta on there. Frick. Uh, <laughs> now you call him Kunta dog. I don't think he appreciates that. I think he'd rather go by his other his other, <laughs> other things he's done. Reading Rainbow, my bad. Hey, real quick, you, uh, apparently Eli Manning was filming in Dupont. I saw a bitch fly downtown. Saw that. Ordered him with his khaki with his little khaki outfit. You know oh, they was. Right. The, at a joke, I ain't gonna Manning, do it. The Manning Batman costume, the fucking khaki <laughs> pants, and the <laughs> and the checkered shirt. I think they get, I think that's all they get for Christmas. The whole Mannings, looking like he came straight from Whitlow's Arlington. He's wearing, <laughs> he, he's also wearing the Arlington outfit. This man, this man should have had like a clothing brand with a whale on it. Uh, okay. I thought you said Vineyard uh, Vines. This man needs uh, a vineyard, a Vineyard Vines tote bag along with uh, his khakis and his. And is Joseph A. Banks buttoned down? I <laughs> dare you said you could drop a Jose Banks. <laughs> you know damn well Elon Man takes advantage of the buy one get eighteen free. You know damn well that man don't buy his own clothes. <laughs> <laughs> the 
is tomorrow camp or is tomorrow just like the introduction to camp? I think I they're going live from camp tomorrow, like the B reporters, but I don't know if camp actually begins tomorrow or not. Tomorrow's probably like they report in their conditioning tests and all that shit. They might have asked, mm-hmm. but you know it's like the first day. So hey, mm-hmm. I remember when Haynesworth couldn't pass his conditioning test. I remember seeing him out there running. This shit was <laughs> 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 Oh shit. Comedy. That shit was comedy. <laughs> Yo, we have some crazy memories from the opening day of training camp. I think that's gotta be number one. But I'll never forget the uh, year that uh, I think who was it that tore their ACL? Was it Phil Daniels? And then we traded for Jason Taylor like an hour later. Yeah, and then they almost died. Yeah. Oh mm. God. Wait, who was that? Phil Daniels or was that like Ronaldo Win or something like that? <laughs> Ronaldo. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> um, training camp starting tomorrow or Wednesday, whenever. A couple important questions that we felt compelled to ask of each other going into this one. Let's start with number one. Uh, this is a question I've been thinking a lot about, especially after last week. I was listening to, I think, the uh, Will Brinson podcast, and they're talking about Curtis Samuel, and in which ways they expect him to be used in 2021. We'll probably get a glimpse of that going into camp, maybe in preseason, maybe not as much, but we'll probably see a, a little glimpse of how they plan to use him. Because remember, in 2019, they use him much more as a vertical threat under Scott Turner and Ron Rivera down in Carolina. This past year, under Matt Rule, he was much more of an underneath receiver, kind of a gadget player, but was way more productive. Well, not way more productive, but more productive on his touches. So what way do you think that we're going to see him more like 2019 or more like 2020? I mean, if we're being honest, I'm hoping it's more like 2020 because the way Joe Brady had him moving around in Carolina's offense last year, like, I, I mean, that's what I was like. And obviously, I'm assuming Turner's still going to do all the gadget plays that he had him do. Like, obviously, you know, Sam can line up in the backfield. You can line him up slot outside, wherever. But, I mean, he was starting to come into his own as a receiver last year with Carolina. So, I mean, I hope we don't just, like, minimize his package to just, like, you know, quick speed. You know what I'm talking about? Like, them little quick tosses, little quick pitch. Like, obviously, he can excel in those type of situations. But let's use him across the middle. Like, let's have him be a threat. Have him be a threat in the slot. Like, He's <laughs> Curtis Sam was a playmaker, so he should be lined up any and everywhere. And let's uh let's just get the ball in his hands. True. 77 catches last year. I mean, that's just it, it, clearly he was coming into his own as a wide receiver. So for me, I'm hoping it's more of what Joe Brady did. And I think Scott Turner kind of mentioned that in minicamp. Um Joe Brady kind of opened up his eyes to some things that he was doing that he wasn't doing with him. So I, I'm pretty sure Scott Turner got a good game plan coming from, from Curtis Samuel. Um it depends, man, because I think an aspect that's sort of just ignored about his 2020 <clears throat> is a lot of that was because McCaffrey was out, mm-hmm. right? I see more – I see this more as like a, a blended role where it's like probably like 60% of what we saw in 2020 – sorry, 60% of what we saw in 2019 under um, Scott Turner and then like 40% of what we saw last year because I think you got to – you can only do but so much given the weapons we have. It can't just be that we turn him into this like constantly moving in motion type player because it's clear that Turner also sees him as a legit receiver, mm-hmm. right? Which I think maybe necessarily people don't always do with Curtis Samuel. So I think you're going to see a little bit of both. I think the good thing is that he can he has played X and he's played all three for Turner. Mm-hmm. Right? 
McCorn can play all three. Deami Brown in, in like the hypothetical world where he contributes that someone who can also play all three. So I think we're going to see a little mix of both. What's crazy to me is Curtis Stan was still only 24 years old, man. Like that's fucking crazy. Been in the league four, four years, his fifth year. Damn. Mm-hmm. He's a natural running back. Like when he was at Ohio state, they recruited him as a running back, I believe. Yeah. 2019 average depth of target was at 13.3 yards last year dropped to 7.1 so that's that's over a six yard drop on every single target he got but if you look at his stats i mean it's it's a market improvement he caught 23 more passes went for almost or over 200 more yards um had 41 carries which is up from 19 the year before eight the year before that four the year before that so they definitely found ways to get him the ball um it was definitely more underneath the cliff you might be right it might just because the circumstances no no mccaffrey out there I mean, you, you, you take away a threat like that, then there's only so much of the playbook you actually can run. But I do hope they look at all the uh, and all the uh, weapons at their disposal, I should say, and all the factors in making decisions with Curtis Samuel. And I hope they do give him a little mix of both because I think uh, hammering that square peg in the round hole and kind of pigeonholing Curtis Samuel and his talents would take away from the offense. I think that they could learn a lesson from being more open-minded by the ways they use him. Kind of hit on that too, for a minicamp, because they asked him about that. He said, you know, obviously there was... Last year with his his last year with Joe Brady, that opened up his eyes to as far as how he could use Curtis Samuel in other ways. Um, what's crazy is that we tried to trade for him during the last year. I, I know I don't think we ever talked about that, but it's it was interesting that I read how they said we tried to trade for him during the season. So clearly, um, <laughs> they got a big game plan for Curtis Samuel coming in. So they're clearly high on this guy. So I think he's just gonna be a playmaker all over the field. But I definitely want to see him lined up outside. Like this mm-hmm. this dude can put in some work. What do you think that first? Day one, three wide receiver sets looking like. <laughs> hey, it's going. I mean, the X is going to be Terry. The X is going to be Terry. I think the day one is going to be Samuel at the Z, and I think it's going to be Humphreys at the Y. That's what I think. Yeah. I'm going to disagree. I think it's going to be Diami. I think he's going to happen, bro. Not to start the camp. All right. <laughs> we gonna see. That's my camp. How? Well, not. Camp, not to start camp, no. Not not yeah, to start there's camp. There's no way to start camp, right? There's, they're not just going to give rap uh, starting spots or a third. It ain't rookie. give rap, but after he starts making the plays, somebody's going to take a back seat. But that ain't that. You already know how I feel about that. Right. So. I hear you. But like we've been going back and forth by Adam Humphreys. I don't think Corey fucks with Adam Humphreys. I I'm like really getting that feeling. But I don't. <laughs> I just think adding Diami and the talent that he has and the team knows the talent that he has, like this is an instant, <laughs> he could be an instant playmaker for a team that was lacking playmakers last year. And again, I'm not taking it away from Humphreys. I think Humphreys could be great in situational situations, move, move the sticks, but Humphreys isn't somebody that's going on the field is going to take one for 50, 55 yards. Diami's somebody, you could throw that ball up. He's going to get it. It is probably, yeah, but, you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm talking but about. The, like, but somebody's got to run the inner shit. Yeah, you know absolutely. Like someone has to be, it can't just be Logan Thomas, right? Like someone else has to be a reliable target for Fitz. Adam Humphrey is about the ball this year. Wait till we get the predictions later. Cause not, not this podcast, but later ahead of the season. Cause Adam Humphreys is going to be making some plays. He's going to be very open. You know, what I think they're definitely going to keep Humphreys this year. 
and we'll get to this when we talk about wide receivers in a little bit. I, I think that the fact that they probably really don't want to have to keep Stevenson Jr. is going to kind of like, okay, we need a slot guy. It could be Dex. We could use Diamond Di- in the slot a little bit eventually, but we need somebody now to be the slot receiver. And God damn it, it can't be Steve Sims Jr. again. I, I mean, that's a good point. Plus, we need a partner. And, and also, when healthy, he is a, a very solid NFL slot. Like, it's not like Humphreys is not good, right? Like, he, he got a free agent deal to go to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Right. If he's healthy and on the field and we know Fitz likes targeting him, that guy's going to make catches, man. I'm very confident in that. Very confident in that. Uh, how likely do you think it is that Heineke creates a quarterback controversy? And I know that we all are pretty confident this is Fitzpatrick's job. Just because that's a fact doesn't mean that the media and the fans in this town won't turn it into something that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget who you're talking about now. I mean, this is DC fans fanhood we're talking about. That's not it. happening, man. It's I not. It Your percentage, like, I don't, I, it's just not happening. I don't see it. Like, we've already discussed how he's going to have a preseason game where he's going to have stupid numbers and fan bases and the, and the local media is going to go stupid. But that's not, I don't foresee any sort of court QB controversy happening between okay, Heineke. Well, let me rephrase my question then, because maybe I need to be more like, Specific. How likely do you think that the fans and the media try to make it something that it's not like? Not that he creates one, but the fans and the media see what he's doing, and then they create one amongst themselves. They've been doing that already all offseason, right. right? Yeah, but it, it, it can't be a thing where it's like he is either looking like ass and fits his balling, right? There has to be a viable path for him to be starting in their eyes, and it can't come without him playing extremely well. Oh no, but the, but there's gonna be that. That's gonna be there because there are people that think he should be starting. They've been saying it all offseason. So, so they're gonna whatever they gotta do to push that narrative, they're gonna do it. So fuck those people. I just wanna watch it. Like, <laughs> no, I say that because we all they all we always end up in this fucking circumstance. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's going like this guy over that guy. Man, fuck that, man. Do you really think Taylor Heineke's better better than Fitz? And if unless someone can look me dead in the eye and be like, "Yeah, I think he's better," otherwise, shut the fuck up. It's like, what are we talking about here? This guy's played barely played any football. Mm-hmm. I forget which reporter from the Richmond Times. See, he wrote an article a couple months ago saying why Taylor Heineke should be the starter. Like they've already been pushed that there to fall. And you best believe, matter of fact, you remember mini camp? They were like Heineke had a great day, better than Fitz. Like motherfucker, it's mini camp. Who gives a fuck? Not. Real football. You know they're gonna do that. That's what they plus is DC media that they love a QB controversy. Yeah. They're gonna do it, but gotta that's what I'm it. saying. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's damn near 100 percent that they're gonna be breaking down every single pass that Heineke has. I'm like, oh my goodness, this how crisp right. that was. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, especially, <laughs> the ones, especially the ones looking for looking for um online juice. You know who <laughs> you're talking, you know who. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to name names, but we know we know who's going to be doing it. The ones looking for that online, them retweets, the ones over there, all them Heineke clips. <laughs> As he throws a five yard out to Dax Milne with no with uh, uh, on air, he's looking good. <laughs> he looks stronger. Man, get the fuck out of here, man! <laughs> Look, he played well versus the Bucks. 
He did. No he doubt. also had no expectations. Mm-hmm. Now there's film. None. Anything that he would have given us on that night would have been like, wow. He, he had no came out, all, out the, the damn chemistry lab. And then mm-hmm. one month later is leading a team in a playoff game. He could have done anything on that night. It would have been impressive. Yep. It, right. In a game in which not a single person in our fan base thought we had any chance to win that game. We all thought we were about to get blown out. Mm-hmm. Essentially, have decided this guy should could could some people decide he could potentially be the starter because of a game in which you didn't think you could win, anyways, and you didn't win, mind you, didn't win the game, by the way, <laughs> and and it wasn't even necessarily that close either. I mean, it was, there's moments where it was close, but I don't think anybody actually thought we were winning that game. Right, exactly, point. exactly. Yeah. We had the ball with a chance to take the lead, mm-hmm. right, but no one thought we were about to take the lead. No, and, like, no. win the game. Uh, you know, that's Brady over there, right? Like, just in case you forgot, that's the best quarterback that's ever done it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, number three, biggest name to get cut. Oh, look, we should let Paul go first. Yeah, go we, ahead. We, we know who Paul about to say. You actually, nah. I know y'all think I'm going to say my man, JB. <laughs> I actually went in a different direction. I think, and we'll, we'll get to this a little bit more in depth later when we talk about Lamar Miller. I think it's going to be Peyton Barber. Mm. I think I think count? he's out. That kind of a big name. I mean, no. Wait, did really, Peyton Barber slim down? He slimmed down, right? Indeed yeah, he did. Which, which, which plays into my little scenario here. Aren't you the power back? Is yeah. he a power back or is he aren't a, you a yard, soft yardage, aren't you short back? yardage back? He's a short yardage back. Who told you it was a good idea to slim down and, and decrease your chances of doing the one thing you do well? I know you can average two yards a carry. You've been doing that your entire career, but you're Man. good at punching the ball in. But that was at 230 pounds. Now you're 210 or whatever. It's like, mm, what's your usefulness? You do you first? feel like, like when you watch, when, I feel like when I watch Peyton Barber run, that um, it's not even his size. Like he's just willing to put his body in there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it's really the fact that he's two thirty that's why he gets those short yards. I mean, mind you, he does only average two point six. It's like, what's he going? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of that is just a matter of like both toughness and just knowing how many, like, I think some people just naturally, some RBs naturally have that. They can just get those short yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I hear you. Lamar Miller, come on. Lamar Miller. So if you're saying he's getting cut ball, who's taking the spot? Patterson? I mean, I, I did have a question about Lamar Miller later on, but I guess we could talk about it now. I, I think Lamar Miller's going to take a spot. They added him late last season. They brought him back for a reason. I mean, he's older. They could have drafted a back. They chose not to. They they brought in Jarrett Patterson late on, on draft weekend. But I don't think that's necessarily a slam dunk to be your third running back. I think they want to be Lamar Miller. Listen, man, I'm telling you right now, Jarrett Patterson is going to be on that 52 week one. Fucking stamping it. I'm stamping it right now. Well, Lamar Miller. That guy has- is about the killing camp. They both can't be on this roster. Right. Who? Patterson and Miller. Why do you say that? I mean, how many running backs you plan on keeping? I mean, four is not out of the question. It depends on what they do elsewhere. But I don't think it's any more than four, for sure. I'm just looking at the secondary, like with the safeties. 
think we might keep an extra body back there, depending on what we do with Landon. With Landon. I mean, I guess you can get away with four. Yeah. I guess it's not like, yeah. Listen, somebody got to return some damn punts this year, man. I don't know who it's going to – like, someone has to be a punt returner. But that goes into, like, my extra – that's what I was saying. Like, are, can you afford to keep four running backs? Because – but then again, Cliff, if, if, you, if you're saying Patterson can return punts, then maybe he could be that fourth person. I think that guy's about to kill it, man. I, I, don't, I don't know why I'm so confident, but I'm re- I really think – I think he – I think in a season where – there is a normal like NFL combine, except et cetera, et cetera. Then there is no way in hell he would have been a undrafted free agent. No way in hell. No, no. I, I think I agree with Cliff on that one. I think if anybody had a chance to actually watch him work out, and like of course they, they watch his tape, they know that yeah. he's nasty. But <laughs> um without the combine and stuff like that, you're just kind of like, okay, well, he's an undersized back. Can we get him after? The seven rounds he passed. You know, we were lucky enough to do so, but you're right. He probably would have gone in the draft. What does he weigh again, Patterson? He kind of like he, he like a little thick running back, right? He can handle that short yard, couldn't he? Five, five eight, one ninety five. He's listed. Oh. That motherfucker ain't no damn five eight. <laughs> <laughs> it might be five. I think it might be five eight in his in his in his cleats. <laughs> What's the last good season Lamar Miller had? With the Texans, probably, right? Uh, The last time Lamar Miller had an impact on the league was uh, he had 210 carries in 2018. Mm. Didn't play 2019. Last year had no carries, two targets. And I believe that was in Chicago. That wasn't even here. 2019 was the ACL injury or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's been a while. The best season he had was the best season he had was seven years ago. Mm. So I mean that's saying something, but I just read the tea leaves. You brought this man back. He wasn't just like, okay, we need a back to spell Gibson last year. They actually thought enough about of him to bring him back again this year. And we didn't really hear much about Lamar Miller last season while he was just languishing on the practice squad. I thought he would for sure should be gone. He was a guy like uh uh like Michael Kendricks, a guy who's brought in for the playoffs just in case and, and next year he'd be gone. We, 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 you, you know what we ain't mentioned is um because mm. we were talking about running backs, didn't McKissick put weight on? Sure did. sure did. He sure did. Yeah, because the cause the cause the passes aren't gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Right, like last year you were catching these passes because we had no not not like no shade toward towards him, but there was no one else to throw the ball to, and the quarterback couldn't throw the ball past two yards. <laughs> so you was guaranteed them targets. <laughs> so you like you were eating all day. Yeah, I also think that's why Lamar. Uh, Lamar, I think that's why Logan Thomas is going to get less targets this year. Ooh, I don't know, man. I think it's he could still have a very productive year, a very tidy and efficient year too. But I don't think he's going to see as many. He, I think he had 102 targets last year. I think the coverages down. are going to favor him, man. Mm. I think that man is about to have a monster season. Yeah, because the defense has got to deal with those those weapons on the outside now. Right, like we got threats outside of seventeen. You got sure. you got that th- you got the, you got downfield threats and a quarterback who is willing to throw the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. Right, like you could play us a certain way last year because you knew the ball wasn't going past ten yards. 
both safeties was like 15 yards back, if that. <laughs> it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be. I think he has the potential to have a monster season, man. Put keep him on your fantasy list, folks. I can definitely see it. But if, if you also told me that he went from 75 catches to 55 catches, I also wouldn't be surprised with that either. Um, you know, you know, my cut guy is gonna be surprise cut. I'm gonna go with. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, Landon Collins. Mm. Whoa, <laughs> that's how you but, feel. <laughs> but li- listen, listen, it only makes sense, right? But wouldn't we be taking a big cap hit though? But but here's the thing: we could cut him post post. It'd be a post June cut. Mm-hmm. All right, so we don't take the pre-cap hit. We haven't done that, right? We haven't done a post-June cut, pre, uh, uh, sorry, a post-June one this year. Mm-hmm. What that is was... the reason he should be on the roster? Because if, if you think about the depth chart right now, it's safety, right? It's a crowded. It's a crowded Shazer Everett. The Shazer's <laughs> there. Bobby McCain's there. You drafted Reeves. one. Derek Forrest. Yeah, oh. Reeves. Cameron Curl. He doesn't have to be on this team. That's all. He don't got to be on the team. And we know that they are cutting people that weren't here before. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and, and they've shown they don't care about making tough decisions, too. Mm-hmm. Let Moses and Kerrigan get up out of here. And I warned y'all about Moses before it happened. I'm warning y'all again. On chop What is the, the, there, what is the argument? For Landon being here, I mean he's still a good football player. But where does he fit in on the team? Like the issue is, do you even fit anymore? We we might have passed you. Though I hope Landon comes back and balls. Right, I of course hope that. But if you look at our roster right now, do we need Landon Collins? No, coming off a torn Achilles, I don't think we do, man. What were you saying there? There might not be no, there might not be no playing time available for you. So I, I mean, I feel you, especially with that salary cap number that he had. I mean, team could probably save some money. But I'm, I'm I was thinking they was gonna put him on pup, see how training camp preseason went, in case any other injuries popped up. But I mean, you you could be on the show, no clip. He could be the cut. Did y'all notice? And I didn't notice it until um somebody said it on a podcast. But Bobby McCain is listed as a cornerback on our roster, not a safety. Yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah. I thought he was a pure safety. No, nah, he plays. I mean, he, he plays play a lot both. of slot corner. Yeah, so a lot of slot corner. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like unless they plan on having Landon play, there is like part of me that's like, he's either getting cut, or they've been lying and he is gonna play way more linebacker. But I don't see where he fits in as a um at the safety position. I don't see where the fit is. Unless that means Cameron Curl's playing free, I don't see how he fits in. So how are you on the field? You're sick, and you make sixteen mil. You make sixteen mil. I would say last year you would say, okay, yeah, Landon, you're guaranteed a problem. We could probably line you up at LB. But now going into 2021, you could put that Buffalo spot. You could put Kalik. You could put Curl. Right. I mean, it's yeah, it's a lot of options. I mean, yeah, damn. Don't forget mm. the boy Derek Forrest. I don't like football players, but I hear you though. <sighs> Um, y'all gonna hate this though. 
because then y'all gonna say I'm a hater because we kind of already just we, we kind of touched on this gentleman earlier. But since it's a surprise cut and it's a hot date, I'm going with Adam Humphries. Of course you are. Well, we knew oh, where you were going. I'm going with Adam Humphries. Yo, Here y'all always up. said y'all always said I gotta axe the grind. You listen to this man Corey uh, besmirching but Adam Humphries. But I don't have like a grind. Only reason I say that is because who who was the safety we signed last year? Sean Davis, one year, five million dollar deal, veteran. Everybody's like, oh, he's gonna come in, plug in, boom, he's gonna play. He ends up getting cut. Like, nothing is guaranteed here for Humphreys. Yes, he played with Fitz in the past. I understand he could be a solid player, but he was signed to a one-year deal. So he's somebody that could easily be chopped. Like you drafted a couple of receivers. If Dax Milney steps up, if he he could potentially become your punt returner, he obviously is gonna play the slot. Like if he develops into somebody that can play that role. It could be a situation where you have a surprise veteran get cut. And yeah, that could you bring up Sean Davis, but you're leaving out one thing here. Which part? Sean Davis's ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the that's question the is a surprise, Cliff. That's all. Like, I'm not the, saying the, Sean Davis so bad, they thought after. Oh, brother, this yeah. guy stinks. Yeah. Well, I couldn't use Appy because I'm expecting him to get cut. And it, I don't think that would be a surprise. So I had to go they, with they, they put that man at the Seahorn spot. So you know he getting cut. Uh, Troy, <laughs> Troy, uh, oh. you been doing any M drills lately? Or? <laughs> 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 like, maybe you can play corner. Because the only thing is Appy is good on special teams. He is. Um, so and he has that speed that is a factor on special teams. So that's why they're trying to keep him on the team. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, you can, you're so athletic. You can be somewhere on here. You know? I don't know, man. I, I would have cut his ass. <laughs> oh, no, he's getting cut. Yeah, he yeah I mean, at this point, it's like you, you're in a bad relationship and you start just concocting ways in your head to make it work. All right, after you just move to the mm-hmm. corner, let's see what you can do there. Like, oh, it's it's time. It's time to, to, to cut it. Like OG Genesis and, and just get this this thing over with, man. They gave Appy every opportunity to succeed and he failed. So yeah, it's time to move on. All right, next question. Who will be a bigger media draw? Chase Young or Ryan Fitzpatrick? Fitz. Chase, obviously the best player on the team. Fitz, the charismatic new quarterback. What do y'all it's gonna think? be Fitz. Fitz, listen, really? I'm not even gonna make this embrace. The white media fucking <laughs> loves Fitzpatrick, dog. They love that man. His fits, his chains, his beard. They love, they love him. They love him. Right? Like, that's they were the happiest people when we signed them. Right. Like real shit. Oh, shit Fitz magic. Fitz <laughs> magic. They <laughs> love that guy. Pod. One of the local pods is like, yeah, he's going to be a guy we go get some beers with, you know? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, there's no, you know, I know this ain't, this ain't, I ain't, you know, I ain't on some MSNBC shit, but this is the kind of, like, in sports, this is the kind of person, the kind of player that the media loves. Mm-hmm. They love, oh, he, first of all, they're going to tell us 85 times that he went to Harvard. He went to Harvard. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all heard. That man went to Harvard. Uh, you told us that yesterday, but yes, go on. And, and like, <laughs> like they, he, he's also someone who's gonna t- like talk to the media. Mm-hmm. They're gonna love. They're they'll love that man. Chase. They are setting up Chase for the because you've seen the hate that started in Austin. Yep. In a world where Chase ain't balling from day one of this season. 
there's going to be some, you know, it. going to be some of that, that, that bullshit coming out of some people's mouths, man. It's definitely going to be Fitz. I mean, I agree with you, Cliff. Like Fitz is now that I sit back and think about it, like Fitz's swag, like the way, like you said, the media loves him. His fits after the games, like coming out there wearing chains and shit, putting shades on, like got his shirt unbuttoned, showing his chest hair, matching his beard and shit. They love that little stupid ass shit. So yeah, it was probably <laughs> <laughs> I usually I would agree with both you guys it, most years, but Chase ain't just the face of the team. He's also probably one of the 10 most recognizable faces. In the league heading into 2021, like he is maybe at 10, but top 20. Like he is not just famous for here. He's famous everywhere. So it's not just like Ch- uh, Fitz walks into camp and is now the new quarterback that everybody loves. And this is a team full of nobodies like most years. Chase is actually a, a big name player in the NFL. No doubt. But when we talk about D.C. media, you know how they act, Paul. Like, like I mentioned earlier, they they looking for people like, you know, how they used to go out with Nick Sunberg and Tress Way, like the specialist guys having their own little podcast, having their beers and shit. Like that's how they look at fits. Like somebody they can, you know, like Cliff said, the the local white media, so to say, not to make it racial, but you know what I mean? Like they look for that type of shit. So <laughs> you say Pete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> of course I do. Pete goofy yep. as hell, man. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh Pete and Taylor are gonna be oh Taylor. Oh, rest in peace, Taylor. All right, Pete Taylor. I said, uh, Pete and uh, Tiss are going to be like, shows the taco meat, Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> nah, listen, like, Fitz is just one of those guys the media is, is going to love, man. Mm-hmm. And he's a quarterback. Yep. Right? So. And this is I, D.C. You know they love the quarterback, Cliff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, look how they were with Kirk, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Y'all know exactly what the fuck this is. Somebody want to date your daughter. That's what they told us on Warm Radio. Yep, yep. They used to have Kirk on radio doing mm-hmm. little, doing sermons and shit they had this man give his own uh q a session at the coffee joint this yep. that sounds like a fate worse than death this man is the most boring individual that's ever lived and you had this man on air talking for i'm, I'm surprised he didn't go into some q on shit you know my, my, my dad said whoa hey we got hey, hey we gotta talk about that hey as you mentioned q and um oh all right I know this ain't in our 10 questions. <laughs> but you know he's about to say some dumbass shit this week, man. And we know Montez has some very interesting views no. on the vaccine. Please don't let him get in front of the mic. This nigga said he needed more information just after an expert had spoken to him about don't the vaccine. <laughs> he then said he is still waiting on more information. Oh, my God, Montez. These niggas about to be saying so. We have the we have one of the lowest rates in the league. Mm-hmm. We've already seen what these other players are saying. These niggas about to say some off the hook shit. Man. Mm-hmm. All I'm asking is Chase, you from here, man? I know you know better, bro. Mm-hmm. I know you know better, bro. Because you know he gonna get it. He gonna be. That's what might be Pilates, first. Pilates, the math. I know the WCAC taught you better, bro. <laughs> I know it did, man. Don't come out here telling me what I tell y'all. All you need is all you need is water and Jesus. Right. He's gonna leave it in God's hands. Please don't say some wild shit like that. Man. Oh my God. Please, man. You know it's gonna be the first question that they're all gonna get. 
Because he's from here, bro. The rest of y'all, y'all ain't from here, man. Y'all might say some. Y'all, some of y'all country folks, I, mm-hmm. I get it. Robitussin <laughs> and all that shit. Need some pussy. Y'all, y'all still drinking ginger ale when you got an upset stomach. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Chase, Chase, don't do it, dog. You from here? Don't do it, man. Oh, uh, don't do <laughs> it. Please shit, don't dog. do it. All right, let's go. Um, what's next? What's next? Okay. Uh, I think it's question six. Which rookie emerges first? It can be any way. Where, how you de- define emerges? Which rookie you think is going to have the first impact come camp? Well, shit, the obvious answer is Jamin Davis. Like, he's instantly probably – he's probably a starter right now already. Like, <laughs> we know we had the worst linebacker core in the, in the league probably. Um, and the impact that he's going to have potentially behind that front that front line, like – there's plays to be made, and Lord knows we didn't have a linebacker making any plays unless it was five or six yards down the field. Um, but it's it's this he he has potentially a chance to be the rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year. We're being honest, like he's a hell of a coverage linebacker. Um, they said obviously one of his weaknesses was how he needs to do a better job as far as you know filling the gaps, and you know, but that's something that obviously he can learn over time and um, improve as the season goes on. But I think Jamin is going to make an instant impact. Um, you know, I wanted to go with Diami, but I, I mean, Jamin is just, he's just the obvious choice for me. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Juice, man. All right. Juice, man, about to hoop out here. And people better be prepared because I think the Juice, man, about to start. That's how we're, I think that's where we're going to end up. Hmm. Is the Juice, man, is starting as a slot corner. We don't. Okay. Okay. Oh, I don't know why. Every time you say, St. Juice, I think you're saying the juice. Like, no, nah, I said the juice man. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Okay, okay, I'm going to say, <laughs> so you are saying OJ the juice man. Okay, good. The I'm juice man, you. yeah. <laughs> yeah, the juice man about to start, man. I, I, I really, I really like what I heard about him, especially from our guy, uh, John Kahn. I really think this guy's about to make a major impact for us. I mean, they said I he's making, yeah, I was, you know, you got to take that with a little grain of salt, but yeah, I mean, it's making plays, seven, but all of Matching up like the physicality he's gonna bring. That's what really that's one of those things we can use a corner. I think you're gonna see him on tight ends. We play a lot of good tight ends this year. I think he, especially given like his agility, he's the kind of guy at that size you can match up against tight ends. I and think he's gonna be a major difference maker. Oh, that uh, goes for our team point earlier about Landon, like maybe there is no need for Landon. If you, if you got another player like St. Juice who could fill that role and cover a tight end, which we know Landon damn sure cannot. So Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Uh, I'm going to go with Cosme. Uh, I know that you think that St. Juice might start, and it's very possible he does, but I think that Cosme is the only person that has like a really, really good chance of playing every down this season. I think they, they're going to throw him in the fire because obviously he's going against those two bulls come Thursday in camp, uh, Montez and, and Chase. Um, you know, I know that he has a little bit of his mechanics to clean up, but when he flashes, I think that people are going to stop him. Like, whoa, this guy really can play tackle. He, we really might have our guy maybe at least in 2021 that plays the right tackle, but moving forward could be your, your left tackle of the future. Um, you know, I, I know that Jimin Davis probably has more upside overall, but I, like I said, I don't know if that's an immediate thing that you're going to see come next week and in the early weeks of the season. So I'm going to go with Sam Cosby. 
Yeah, like each, each one of those guys has an opportunity, man. I mean, that's a good point. Kozman got some yeah. competition with Lucas. And we got to see what Sadiq Charles does. Where are they going to put him at? Left guard, left tackle, or right tackle? Right. You know? that's, yeah. I mean, that's all valid points for all three. Next question. And I think we asked this before, but we'll, we'll do it again. Do you see any scenario with seven wide receivers making this roster? Maybe if Scott Turner was the head coach. There ain't no way in hell. There's no way in hell a defensive coach is keeping seven wide receivers. Yeah. He's going to tell the wide receiver coach, you got to pick six, period. Not giving you seven. That's some shit that, like, only an offensive coach, offensive first head coach can do that, man. Some groovy shit. (laughs) First, didn't Shanahan do it? I feel like we did keep seven at one point. Yeah. 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 2011. I, I had the list. I could have the list in a few minutes, but I think off the top of my head, I could tell you it was it was Tannerman, it was Niles Paul, it was Anthony Armstrong, uh-huh. it was Banks, Brandon Banks, it was. I'm not sure if that's the year with Roy Dell or not. You know what? I'm gonna look it up because now I'm actually interested in finding out. Frankly, if you keep it seven, it's because your receiver group is probably trash. Right? We got too much talent there now to keep seven. Yeah. I'm just interested in how, how Harmon looks in camp because obviously we know he's coming off that injury, but they're kind of high on him. I know they didn't draft him, but they said they like his physicality, and apparently, you know, he got a little bit more speed since coming back from that surgery. So who's going to win that sixth spot is the question. Right. Well, I, I don't think that's as hard as – I don't think it's as, as hard as – it seems I think it's either going to be Danny Golden or Harmon, but that's kind of my theory with it. Um, who's going to get it? My fault. I said, can we stash any of them on practice squad if we were to cut them? I think the only person that you're going to stash is, is Milne. Gotcha. I don't really think there's anybody else that you can actually stash in the practice squad. Why can't oh, you? Oh, oh, they, we and, got and last year's practice squad them. rules. Yeah, but can, somebody can still snatch some of your practice squad. Like, like if any, if Danny Golden got cut, mm-hmm. does he clear waivers? I doubt it. But somebody would definitely smash him off the practice squad just eventually just to have his their, like, fifth or sixth receiver to, like, develop. I, 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 see, I don't know because those teams usually have someone Gandy Golden-ish on their team that they end up keeping, right? It point. is more likely they keep an additional lineman. There's no fucking way they're keeping seven. We're about to keep a rack of linemen, man. Yeah, right. No, yeah, we're about to keep a lot of offensive linemen. Like, who, I mean, if you look at our old line. Who is who's gone from there? If you, we're probably keeping what ten. I was leaning towards ten. Yeah. So I don't see how you keep ten of those and then seven. You keeping three quarterbacks, right? So you keeping three tight ends. We'll see what happens at that position. Yeah, I don't see the. I don't see how you could keep seven. I just, if you keep a seven wide receivers, I'm very, I'm very, I'm just very concerned about how you're building the roster, man. Probably had an opportunity to stash Milne up there and you could, you could bring him up off practice squad. Like, there's no way in hell they can keep seven on the field. I, I just can't see that. Not with this roster. Uh, the only reason I say this, that they could keep seven, is if I, if they don't go with a third tight end. And I know that y'all keep telling me I'm crazy for thinking that Harmony could play tight end. I don't think he can do that per se. But I think that his big body and his like, I can definitely be a, a like a flexed out blocker like in run game like actually give you a little bit of like versatility in the blocking game. 
I think that if they decided that, you know, we don't think that we want to keep Samus Sam Reyes around, for, we don't know if we want to keep, uh, I don't even know, uh, Dion Yelder or Ricky Seals Jones or whatever, they said, we're just going to go with John Bates and Logan Thomas. They were like, okay, we can keep a seventh receiver. And like, he is now the de facto third tight end. Kelvin Harmon, but I do think that it's going to come down to Harmon or AGG for that third, uh, that six wide receiver spot. The only question is, is it seven or six? AGG better get his head out his ass. That's all I'm gonna say, man. You better show yeah. something because I, I'm not even going to size Harmon, but we know Harmon has a little physicality to his game. Harmon can catch the ball. Like Harmon's willing to make some plays. Like AGG, outside of a reverse last year, I don't think we really saw much. So you, <laughs> you better bring something. Regardless yeah, I'm a, I'm a, but I'm a warm both of them. Like we oh, can no. laugh at Steven Sims Jr. Steven Sims Jr. is the only one of that group who's ever done anything in the NFL. True. It, he had a rough start going into camp last year, right? Like yeah, shitty 2020. Let's keep just yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a shitty 2020. Like he also was a punt returner. He could find his way on the team. The problem that the, those other two have is. I feel like our roster is at the point where we don't necessarily need um, Kelvin Harmon on special. He was on special teams his, his rookie year, right? Wasn't he? Yep. Yep. And our team was ass. The team was pretty bad, right? So I don't know if we necessarily even need that special teams depth at the spots that Harmon would be on. Mm-hmm. I don't. Steven Sims is probably a better. Is probably. I think he's a better receiver than those two. Right. So I don't see why Sims. It's a, that a, out of the question that Sims could make it. But it's crazy how everybody's kind of already written him off, you know? But it's because he had a shitty year. But like you yeah. said, Cliff, one of the few that actually produced and showed signs. There's a reason why they put him in that position last year because 28, what is it, 2019, he was he played some good football. So didn't he catch touchdown in the playoff game? Sure did. <laughs> he didn't go through this rough. I don't I don't see us keeping those seven receivers though. Yeah, I don't see I think it's I think it ends up being 10 linemen. What up, Cliff? We say QB three running back. If we keep three QBs, what the fuck is my shit on? Keep the three tight ends. I'm pretty sure Tamar Hemingway is making this team. Three running backs, right? Or are you going four? I'm going to go three running backs. Three, three, three. O-line, we said 10. I'm at 19. Wide receivers, we said six, right? Yeah, that's 25. That's 25. You got the specialist, so that's three right there. Mm-hmm. It's 28. 28. Let's go. Let's start with the DBs. Man. I know. This is where I get stuck with the corner and the safety. But like yes. you said, Kane can play both. So, really. Yeah, because the guy's like Strowman. You you might be gone, bro. And it's crazy. You know, Troy gone. But he can't stay healthy. Like Yeah. Can't stay healthy. Let's assume I'm going to go with eight DBs. Nah, no, no, no. I'm going to go with nine mm. DBs. That's corners and safeties. Yeah. All right, we at 37. The linebackers is what? Five? Four? Holcomb, Jamin, Kalik, Bostic, four. Because we ain't got a fifth. Oh, Mayo. It's Mayo, oh, man. Five, yep. So five. Yeah. All right. We have 42. D line. Starting four. Ionitis is five. Settle was six. James Smith Williams is seven. Shaka, eight. You say Ionitis? Yep. That's, you said that's eight. Who was the. Who the fuck am I missing? 
I'm forgetting someone. Who was the other? The nigga that uh, we drafted? William Bradley King. Yeah, so nine. Dang, we have 51 right now. We got and two spots. fourth running back. 52. So you could get away with a seventh receiver. <laughs> no, how, many line, how many linebackers did we say? We said five. Why wouldn't it? It's, it might end up being 10 DBs. Damn. Right? Danny Johnson, potentially as, under, as the returner. As so I was saying, you know. Yeah, Jackson, yeah. Jackson, Curl, Fuller. Three. Juice, that's four. four. McCain. McCain. We, what we now are like six? Yep. Um, Forrest. Seven. Reeves. Reeves, that's eight. Everett. D- nine. Daryl yep. Roberts. That's 10. And we did not include Lane. Right. So, okay. So, so yeah, we probably end up with 10 DBs. But that's about right, though, because you need that. Shit, special yeah. teams. You need depth on the special You need special teams. You need depth in DB. You need yeah. depth on my own line. We actually have, obviously, a couple of these guys ain't play. So, like, I can't be like, well, Keith Ishmael's a, a good player. But you'd remove, we got, like, nine linemen. We got that, nine quality linemen, yes. I can, like, play. Mm-hmm. That's what I would even sing as Sadiq. Yeah, you can't get rid of that. <laughs> you got to keep that depth. Yeah, I think it's, it's – I just – I don't – my thing is I don't see the the argument for keeping wide receivers who aren't going to see the field. That's the thing about keeping seven. I feel like you keep seven when some of these guys are bums. Right. And maybe like, number six might play. No, <laughs> so you need seven. But we're not right. in that spot. Dog, we named 10 DBs and not landing, though. Damn. This nigga really might get damn Cliff. Come on, dog. Get my man cut. Shit. No. My my thing is like, yo, you're he is, isn't he like the second highest paid safety in the league on this year? Yeah, he is. Yep. He getting that bag. He on the pop list, man. For his sake. Which means he which means we definitely not keep a seven because he's gonna be on the pop list. And just in case, you know, because injuries happen, like. I just wouldn't want to. I'd rather put his ass on pup, let him keep heal, let him heal up, and God forbid something happens to one of our city. Boom, Landon, let's go. You yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, Paul, mm-hmm. I don't like that idea. Only two tight ends, though. I, I don't like that either. But I don't think you. I'm sorry, you don't keep more than hmm. tight ends that you think can actually help you. I mean, there's a good possibility, or no, there is a possibility that Samus Reyes isn't ready to contribute anyway this year. What I'm if they sorry, don't like practice squad? 100%. Tamar Hemingway is making the team, dog. All right. So, day one, the secondary. Let's give two safeties and three cornerbacks. What's that day one secondary looking like? I know we have a lot of options at both positions. Uh, we just mentioned St. Juice. We talked a little about Landon and Cam Curl a little bit earlier ago. Uh, we talked about how Bobby McCain is listed as a cornerback but plays a lot of free safety. Uh, what would you put your money on as far as that first look? Well, with me, assuming Landon goes on pup, I mean, I still got him on a 53, but Cliff, Cliff just gave me – Cliff kind of fucked me up there with that uh, 10 DBs named Landon. But I'd probably go Will Jackson, Kendall Fuller, St. Juice in a slot, and McCain and Curl as my safeties. I'm, I'm going to assume that the day one will be – will be like I have those, but I feel like from day to day one, probably be Jimmy in the slot. Like on the first day of camp, mm-hmm. um, that's probably what I'm thinking there. 
Because and then, but I, who, did you say McCain is one of the safeties, or who'd you who'd you say again? McCain is listed as a cornerback. I'm gonna get to yeah, that. Yeah, but one I second. like listed by you know I'm saying, like what does that mean? Like because he was playing safety in camp, in mini camp. Yeah, taking off everything. So <laughs> we'll see. Maybe maybe they go to Shazer, man. He finally gets his chance. Y'all know I love Shays, man. Shays is not a player that stands out in practice, but when you line up on Sunday, he light motherfuckers up. So I, I'm hoping they don't give up on DeShazer because I'm a huge fan of Everett. He's been here for a while. He's a, he's, he's been a captain on the team. Like, the dude sneezes his opportunity. Unfortunately, he got hurt last year, but I hope they give him a shot. How's this for a hot take? Just for the sake of throwing a curveball and doing something different, we all know that Ron likes scheme versatility. Curl Collins, Fuller Jackson, and McCain. In the slot, mm, I'm good with that. Like you said, it's versatility. Like you can mix and match players. <laughs> you do a yeah. lot of mix and matching, and you, you could do a lot with that with that five man combination. I'm not yeah. saying it's the best combination of players, but you could do a lot. Cliff, you awfully quiet. Not quiet. Hey, you said listen. <laughs> I, I I know they list McCain there, but McCain ain't play. If McCain is our damn slot corner, we are in trouble. <laughs> he can play the slot. That don't make you a slot. That's <laughs> you know what I mean. True. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. Why not go up with CD Lamb? You got your damn mind. Mm. Nigga, CD eating versus Bobby McCain. Seen a couple of highlights of CD down the Cowboys training camp. Oh my! But also, mind their DBs are boo boo. So, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I'm not sure if that's as impressive as once thought. But he does look like a dog. Yes. Don't we? Don't we, we got we got OJ the Juice Man for that ass. Don't worry about it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, second to last question. Let's move on. Um. One player no one's talking about that you're most excited to hear updates about come camp. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with one because we haven't talked about him in, in a minute. I want to hear about John Bates as a player that we really thought uh, didn't know much about when we drafted him, and I think that we have heard some encouraging words from people that study that sort of thing. Uh, the Logan Paulsons and the Chris Cooleys of the world. They actually could be a viable option to be our second tight end. Maybe somebody that comes along in later years. But we really haven't talked about John Bates a lot in the, the past couple of weeks on this podcast. I'm excited to see what he does come camp. I got Shaka Tony. It's mm. a good one. It's mm-hmm. a good one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Shaka Tony. I mean, my mine is, I mean, it's free agent. William Jackson. Like, <laughs> I feel like everybody's been a little quiet about Will Jack. I don't know if it's a. Uh, if he's just being overlooked or what, but like <laughs> this is potentially a number one quarter, like a shutdown quarter, which we haven't had in quite some time. Um, I'm just looking, I'm looking forward to seeing his impact on the defense because with him playing behind that front seven, Willie Jack will have a lot of opportunities to make some calls and turnovers. So for me, it's definitely William Jackson. Do you think we see Shaka Tony at off ball linebacker or give us that? I think the end. Yeah, he had the end for me. Y'all did hear about Tony playing some linebacker, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we even talked about that on this podcast, but I mean that's that's intriguing. But I, I do think we're so thin at defensive event that I think that they're gonna keep him handed in the dirt. We need bodies there. Literally, that DN3 spot is up for grabs. So yeah. 
I personally think that James Smith Williams has, but um, James Smith Williams has the edge there. But they, according to people that know, like Kyman has said this a couple times, they really like this uh, kid from uh, Baylor. What's his name? Bradley King. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently he's nice. He can play. All right. Last question. In 10 words or less, how are you feeling going into the camp? Want me to start? Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought I thought Corey got to start. Okay, uh, I'm here, I was sitting here thinking real quickly. <laughs> I would say uh, cautious optimism, uh, subdued excitement. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that's that's about it. I don't, I don't want to be fooled the way I've been fooled in years past. Although I I have to admit this, it's a very impressive collection of players and coaches. Let's just see what happens, man. If things go right, things could go really right, but I got to see it first. I don't want to steal yours, Paul, but that's kind of like where I was leaning, like cautiously optimistic. Um, but like we've been hoodwinked or bamboozled several times by this organization, but <laughs> I, there's a reason for optimism right now. Like, But also I just want the fan base to keep in mind it's, it is still year two of the rebuild. So this team could have a winning season go nine and eight and not make the playoffs and don't look at that as like, it's not a successful season. Like that's a two game improvement. It could be several reasons why they don't make the playoffs. Like don't look at that as the only reason, the only way it could be a successful season or they got to win a playoff game for be successful. Like this is still a rebuild. This is still a, you know, a culture that Ron Rivera is trying to improve. So we can be optimistic, but let's not, let's not go overboard. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm at with it. Look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited, man. Beyond, like, that's, how, that's how I put it. I'm just excited. I ain't never said that before. Like, that, like I, I, it's not even about, are they going to make the playoffs? Or, no, it look, it, for once, it looks like they're headed in the right direction. There's young players, there's young talent on the team. It's NFL, so your season can go, your season can not go the way you want it to go, man. Like, that's just how that shit is. We can end up with a rack of injuries. Like, who the fuck knows? I know mm-hmm. we got some young players who have a lot of potential, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. I'm really excited to see some of these. I'm excited to see fucking Terry McLaurin, man, with a yep. real QB. What you about to look like out here, man? Gibson, year two. What you about to look like? Yep. Chase, year two. Mm-hmm. Montez. Three. You know what Four. I'm saying? <laughs> about, to put the, about to start calling him Q. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's some guy like Cameron Curl. The return of Matt Ioannidis. Ioannidis yeah. back. You know what I mean? Janine yeah, Davis. What you looking like this year? Cole Holcomb. I'm, just, yeah. I'm very excited to see our defense, man. I really am mm-hmm. um, just to see what it looks like in year two. We didn't have an offseason last year. Yep. New coach. No offseason. Bum ass Dwayne the quarterback, mm, right? Mm. Like we're going into this season. Team is out. Everybody's got a little bit more optimistic about it, but this is really Ron year one of sorts, yes. right? Like a full camp, guys. And don't fuck this season up by testing positive. Please do not. That, that will actually sour me on this team mm-hmm. like in general if you niggas come out here with a, with the potential of win, to be a good team and the reason you're not 
is because you motherfuckers don't believe in vaccinations mm. and you deserve all the the jokes Everything that are going to be made of you. Yep. Yep. That's my biggest fear. I've been telling you that for like two weeks. This shit going to ruin our season, man. That'd be a blower. That'd be a real yeah. blower. With all the potential on this team right here, that, that would just be a dagger. Yeah. 